Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Soldiers of Cinema podcast. I am Colin McFader, and of course, as always, I'm joined by Clark Coffee. How's it going? It's going well, man. Uh, for the most part, I just got an emergency uh, alert on my phone. I'm out here in California. It oh, really? says, stay inside. Stay away from people. Wear your mask. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, outside of, of course, you know, all of the, the, uh, the, uh, the sadness and uh, of COVID. Other than that, yes, I'm doing fine, man. Excellent. How are things out hear. there up in Canada? Good. Good. Getting chillier now. So, you know, we're getting into December. So the, the weather is getting cold. But oh, I, um, I know. I know. It's like 73 here right now. It's so chilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I know. Um, huh? But today we're doing Lesson 18 and 19. We're kind of doing a double whammy um, because they are invaded by images parts one and two. So they're very similar. Yep. Um, and we figured, you know, why not just kind of combine them into one it lesson. made sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but a very, very, I think, content-rich lesson. I think very... Oh, um, there's no question. I would say, you know, interesting to go from something as, you know, not necessarily objective, but something very technical like music and something very... Right, and seemingly then, you know, so. At least seemingly, seemingly so. so and yeah. then suddenly now we are into a state of, of inspiration. And right. although there are definitely similarities between those two, because, of course, the music sure. episode was much about finding inspiration from music and this is right. about finding inspiration from just raw images and and not necessarily images taken with cameras but but how do you, you know. right it's 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 how do we basically the crux of it is how do we find the stories that we want to tell as filmmakers right exactly. i mean yeah. that's basically what it boils down to and you know if boy if there were ever an important question uh, as an artist as a filmmaker i mean this has got to be it right mm-hmm. and i think it's yeah. one that you know i see so many people i think you know everyone to some degree or another uh, probably has challenges and struggles with this right it's whether you call it writer's block or you know whatever it might be i mean i think people in just about any medium have you know sometimes struggle with finding inspiration what story mm-hmm. do we want to tell? I mean, I, I certainly know I do. I don't know about you, Cullen, but... No, I mean, absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Writing is definitely the... I think we mentioned this earlier, <laughs> did, but writing yeah. for me is the the most difficult most, part. It's um, challenging. Yeah. And, um, and and it's, you know, especially it's like, I think... Uh, and you and I have talked about this, you know, or, uh, people who go to film school and absolutely positively not, you know, uh, knocking film school at all. I, we both agree that it has some pros and some cons and might have some challenges with it. But I mean, especially as we get into a world where today more than I think, you know, at any other point in time, uh, as a filmmaker or aspiring filmmaker, you're exposed to, you know, just so many, right? How many books have been written about, you know, how to tell a story and get mm-hmm. things get very analytical and technical and conceptual. Mm-hmm. And it can almost get overwhelming. And one of the things that I find really refreshing about Herzog's two lessons here uh, is his really intuitive approach. And this is something we see, you know, I mean, throughout all of these lessons, we see this recurring theme that he's really, I I feel, my interpretation is that he's very much an intuitive filmmaker, an intuitive artist. And it's refreshing because I think sometimes we can lose that. You know, it's, uh, at least I know, so I've got to kind of remind myself like, hey, get out of your head. You know, it's, you're you're studying story structure and things are getting really analytical and you're breaking Mm -hmm. things down and you're index carding everything and you're like, you know, where's my inciting incident oh we're, yeah, yeah like, exactly well that's what's and that's you know it's it's you have to be impulsive um 
weirdly in a very good way you have to be able to and i think that that's again you know i i mention this all the time but one of the things that i i do one of the first exercises we do in the class that i teach is um we i give all the kids cameras and then we just go for a walk yeah and i just you know we just walk around the city for you know maybe an hour and i sort of just say okay don't tell me what you're doing don't you know worry about getting anything just just go out and find images that tell stories um and it can be you can take a photograph of it if you want you can take a video it doesn't matter to me and we'll come back in and we'll, we'll examine them after yeah um, but again i think that just an exercise like that is so um pertinent but also very very um it's good to kind of train your instincts um that you don't have to i think one of the the worst parts and probably the part that bothers me the most about the filmmaking process is how slow it can be Mm. and um i really you know have zero desire to to run a set in the way that a lot of you know larger sets are run which is just that like every shot takes an hour of setup oh at um, least that you've got to spend you know that might be fast yeah Yeah. exactly that that could be a quick setup but i think that herzog really has not even production Um, look at the like the lead time for projects oh, yeah. look but, at the I mean, pre-production time on this set. even goes back to, to herzog's quote about you know that 90 minutes after we get to set we should be filming better be shooting yeah which i think is great but i mean that's and that that can even be beat i mean that's why one of my favorite ways to make a movie is just to again go out you know not without a script necessarily but just to go out and small crew you know one camera and an actor and just shoot and just get get footage and you know with intention of course not just you know we're not as herzog says we're not garbage collectors but um but to go out and you know with intention shoot but also just just strip away the you know abundance of technicalities that sometimes come with that well Um, and i think that's you know and that's something that we're going to kind of i think that that theme's going to reoccur here as we go over these next couple lessons um Mm -hmm. yeah but uh you know it i love the way that that Herzog describes the way, you know, he feels inspiration or ideas come to him. He's got this idea that, you know, they're burglars, right? Home invaders coming into his home at night. And it's, you know, it's instead of him, you know, going out and searching for these ideas, he actually describes it as like these ideas are breaking into his home, you know, grabbing him awake and like threatening him. And it's like, you better do something about this. You know, he can't avoid it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love this idea. And I, you know, and I think about this often and, you know, how I kind of apply this to my life. It's something that I'm really working on as an artist myself is that I think, and, and this maybe happens to you sometimes, Cullen, you can chime in. Maybe this happens to other people out there uh, who are listening, you know, just uh, see if this resonates with you. But one of the things that I'm working on is becoming more aware of when these things happen. I think sometimes in our day-to-day life where we're so overwhelmed with so much content that we're consuming, mm-hmm. and I'll even say I, we're making a podcast here, but yes, podcasts are part of the static. There's a million TV shows. There's a million films, video games, your life, your work, your kids, your family, your husband, your wife. Right? I mean, life can be overwhelming, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. these burglars come to us, but we sleep through the invasion hmm we totally totally you know i think that sometimes we don't realize and and we're going to get into some of these examples that her herzog gives but i think a lot of times ideas are trying to grab you by your your lapels and shake you awake but you don't recognize that this could be an idea 
that could be, uh, you know, maybe it's the seed of a, of a story or maybe yeah. it's, you know, or maybe it's a tangent that, that could be a part of another story. But and so I see myself, I see this happening to myself a lot of times. I'll compartmentalize. It's like, well, you know, I'm really interested in conspiracy theory and human psychology, but that's not really a film or a story. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Of course, that could be a million stories, you know. So I don't know if you have some experience like this, but I'm definitely working on trying to make myself more present and av- and available and awake to these invaders when they come into my in my bedroom in the middle of the night. Well, I think I think I think you've hit the nail on the head, which is that a huge aspect of people's hesitance to kind of jump into things is the oversaturation of the market. Yeah, and because of that, people are concerned that they're you know if they have an idea or if an idea comes to them or whatever that it's not good enough that it's not you know oh. that they need that they're they're searching oh for this perfect thing because there's so yes. much material out there that they're like well that's either oh. that's been done or that's not as good as that thing or you know but in, in the re- like one of my favorite and i think one of the creative most creative times at least re- recently i've had um was when i just had graduated high school and i would go out and I would just shoot, you know, I would go to, um, there's a big forest, a lot of woods and marshes near my house. And I would just go down there at sunrise and I would just capture as much as I could, um, of just like the light coming through the trees and just deer and stuff like that running through. And and then I would come home and I would edit them into, you know, I wouldn't just edit them into nature montages. I would always try and do something tell a story with them even if it was just about you know focusing on the sound and thinking you know how can i play with the sound and sort of make it almost art house there or something like that but i I think again people are super super hesitant to um that's a good point jump into ideas because i think again it's like you're seeing so much you go on youtube and there's a thousand not only short films but there's vlogs there's you know just like you said you listen to all these things where it's it's overwhelming it can be difficult to take an idea and go well that's that's good enough to do um, yeah. When and, in reality, I mean, most of the time, the the ideas that you see out there are, are ten times as simple as the one you probably have. No, that's a um, that's a really great point, Cullen. And I think you know it's interesting that you know uh, I think it speaks volumes that Herzog doesn't even mention this. It it never even crosses his you know it. There, there, I mean, he literally gives zero attention or thought in these lessons to. Well, I you know how do you know if your idea is good enough or yeah you know, exactly hmm, it is you know <laughs> it doesn't okay, matter even what if, what if this idea has maybe been done in some way before should you not do it I mean no there's none of that you know and I think you know look it's like art is a process I mean this cheesy kind of cliche but and we're gonna you know this the idea of traveling by foot and allowing you know taking time with the journey and being present in your journey. Uh, so that you can, you know, really to find these inspirations, these story ideas. I think both literally traveling by foot is important. And I think figuratively uh, focusing on journey and not destination is so key to really you know, maximizing your potential as a story maker and a film teller or storyteller and a filmmaker. But, you know, it's I think we get so overwhelmed with we project ourselves into the future. You know, it's like you'll have an idea and before you've even done anything with it, you've you've shot out two years into the future, and you're like imagining this finished prop, you know, product, this finished film, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, people aren't going to be interested, or nobody's going to watch it, or you know, is it going to be good enough? Oh, exactly, it's just, exactly. It's just so funny as human animals how we do that, you know, and and you you know ended up like you're you're knocking your idea out, you know, you're just not you're beating it away before it's even had a chance to grow, um, and you know maybe we could you know talk about this a little bit, but. 
Herzog doesn't really go into some of these like logistics of what do you do with these ideas in the moment. He does give examples about how he finds pieces of ideas over time. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he puts these ideas together. For example, Fitzcarraldo, how he, you know, was traveling in Brittany and he had he saw these huge stone pillars and he kind of had this obsession with figuring out how a pre-technological uh, humankind could have moved these. And then that came together with another piece of story with, um, the you know, Fitzcarraldo moving a ship over a mountain and he put these things together and that kind of became the the heart of that film. Um, but I mean, what are some of the things, Cullen, do you have any thing, any things that work for you as far as capturing ideas? It's always different. I don't think there's ever really been a specific, I mean, we talked about this last episode, but music is definitely one of the biggest ones that I'll, I'll I'll sit down and I'll listen to, especially like on long drives or whatever, just listen to. Is it like a meditation for you? Is that you use music as an opportunity to kind of meditate on story ideas Um, or? No, it's usually a generation. Um, So, you know, an example recently, I was um, driving to Ottawa, which is uh, about a four hour drive. And on the way there, I just listened to Stravinsky's The Firebird Mm. and just the cues of music there made me come up with this whole plot about, you know, this very sort of almost North by Northwesty, you know, espionage, but someone falling into that. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. whether or not I ever actually turned that into something, I have no idea, but it's just one of those things that, you know, I was sitting there listening to music. That was what was going on in right. my mind. I mean, but did I can you also, write, how did you, did you capture those ideas? At that I wrote them down time? after I thought okay. they were neat enough to, to, you know, yeah. jot down. But, um, but again, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's another thing just kind of in the bank. And yeah. you know, if I ever, if I ever decide, Hey, that seems like a neat idea to follow up on. Yeah. Um, but I mean, another, I, when I was um, applying to NYU um, a few years ago, uh, the one of the things that I did was you had to write a personal essay on something when it was very general. And so I wrote this essay on, because I went into my, you know, completely accidentally, I was Please in, read it for us. Would you read yeah, it for us? Yes, very next, interesting. Next episode, um, right? Next episode. Yeah, that'll be the dedication. <laughs> but but I found this box of old, like, birthday cards and stuff like that from when I was really young. Uh, and I just thought it was really interesting that, um, you know, it almost seems like people put more, more care into cards when you're not even conscious enough to read them um, versus now. It's just kind of, you know, they'll send you a text. And I thought that was kind of a funny funny yeah. thing and especially seeing cards from people who had passed away or people who yeah. you know now or you know had dementia or things like that it's it's kind of it's a weird almost time capsule like a and so i turned that into that essay or something yeah. yeah exactly i wrote that into an essay and kind of forgot about it and then when i found all of those um old eight millimeter movies i realized that the essay kind of took a really good template for the like for telling a story about these eight millimeter movies and that wound up becoming the movie that I, the documentary that I just finished. Hmm. Um, and again, but it was another thing where I was kind of, there were points where I was looking at that essay kind of going, yeah, is it too cliche? Is it too, um, you know, is it too boring? Is it just, would anyone really care? And then, you know, it's, but it's, it's just like that. You just kind of got to mull with them. You got to, you got to yeah. work with them and, and you wind up, it's actually funny because specifically within shooting that movie too, it became very much what exactly what Herzog is talking about, which is just finding images and, one of those things was that I went to this old abandoned um, paper mill, which is out in the country. It's like on a river. It's this old place, very interesting place. It's a massive, massive compound. Kind of reminds me of Chernobyl. But, oh. um, you know, I was filming all these things and I realized that two of the images, one of the images that I'd taken at home um, had perfectly matched up with the image that I had 
taken at this mill just completely accidentally and it, it's one of my favorite moments in the movie where you get this you know this this panning of this like new you know finished roof the ceiling in a house and then it cuts to the broken in old ceiling of this abandoned plant but it wasn't intentional it was just one of those things where i was sitting there going oh, this is you know i'm just going to capture this footage and then i i found it afterwards it was kind of exactly like herzog says again in the last episode about editing where it's like you know pretend that you are just finding yeah. this footage for the first time and it can be let the footage you know, speak to you unsurprisingly many of these lessons do have a through line so yeah. <laughs> i think that's you know it's no surprise well, that that you can kind of say you know much like the last episode for sure absolutely yeah. absolutely and i mean that obviously they're interconnected they kind of build off each other and many mm -hmm. of them i mean they're all related there's no question um i mean to make them separate lessons is even you know a little bit of a right it's kind of well you have to break them into chunks chunks for you know somehow so okay this is kind of our best attempt to do that but yeah i mean clearly these things all follow a very you know, uh, a very uh, similar narrative thread and all part of that kind of fabric. But I, you know, this is something that I'm working on. I mean, is, you know, in, a, in like we've talked about, you know, uh, kind of pushing your critic, your inner critic away and, and, and not dismissing ideas because you're afraid that they may have been done before or something, or maybe they're not good enough or interesting enough. I think that's a big piece of this. Recognizing ideas, even when you know or or kind of the things that you're drawn to things that you find yourself energized about really being aware of that mm -hmm. be aware of what what topics what things in the world you know i kind of start i really start to think about where am i curious for the things yeah. that i'm curious about the things that i could read about or or watch films about or, or whatever the things that i'm curious about endlessly that's got to be where I want to go. That's got to be where I'm supposed to go for what kind of stories to tell. And again, I, I, sorry, go ahead. No, and I was just going to say it's, you know, so it's a combination, I think, of, you know, bye-bye inner critic, being, mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. present enough to kind of recognize where you're really curious about things and to not ignore that or to not say, you know, uh, well, you know, yes, I'm really curious and interested in this one thing, but surely that's like a film couldn't be about that or it couldn't be, you know, a theme, like, you know, pushing all that aside. And then I think for me, really, you know, uh, you know, saying, okay, my ideas have enough uh, value that they're worth taking the time to stop and write them down and capture them. Mm -hmm. And I'm building, yeah. you know, I'm working on building a habit for that. But I, I've just, you know, in talking to other filmmakers and creatives, people that, you know, I've worked with or friends or, you know, kind of we're on this journey of being a filmmaker together. Uh, it, it's something that I think uh, I see a lot of people kind of struggling with some of that pieces yeah. of that or the entirety of it. But um, it's definitely something I'm working toward, especially that capturing cap, like, you know, and I think um, getting off my ass and, you know, it'd be like, OK, I had this idea. Let's yeah, take 10 yeah. minutes and let's write it down and let's actually follow through, you know. And I think I think a huge part of it, too, again, goes back to making sure that you don't confuse it with the the, you know, we are not garbage collectors. We're not. Well, I sure. think that it can be easily, easily confused into people thinking, you know, when I say again, when I say I went out and I recorded all these images and brought stories with them, um, that wasn't me going out and getting 10 hours of footage and then cutting through it. Every image that I took or everything that I recorded was very intentional and it was yeah. very much on the yes. spot going, that is interesting. And I think that goes with his whole talk about, you know, going and walking and one of the, the, the 
task for this lesson was to go out and walk 100 yeah. miles. And I think well, and you did that. It. I didn't do that. Yeah, I have I have done long walks, but I have not done the official 100. But yeah, they did change it, didn't they? Say well, 10 just, miles or something? I, yeah, well, since, you know, I, I have a little bit of pride here because, uh, you know, you and I and a handful of others, uh, we were, I think, some of the very first people to take this class. I, they, I mean, I jumped on it the instant it was like day one. I was taking it. And I think a lot of us were really close. Uh, in that first workbook that they had with the class, the the um, the exercise for this lesson was, yeah, it was walk 100 miles. Mm -hmm. yes. And they've changed it now. It's It's been a little while since I have seen the workbook, so maybe they have updated it even since. So I can't, you know, 100% speak to this, but I know it wasn't too long after that that they changed it to something, I'll paraphrase, Take a take a long walk, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so, I guess maybe it's a liability thing. I think they were afraid people were going to step out their front porch and you know just, just you walk know, and just walk a hundred. Yeah. yeah, just walk a hundred miles and then well, end you, up lost. <laughs> you did yours up here, uh, I if did, I remember actually. correctly. Yeah, I did. You did actually. yours when you were in Toronto. I did actually. It and it was totally coincidental, but it was. I was traveling with my wife for business. We went to Chicago and then we went uh, to Toronto. And uh, yeah, we spent a good couple, two, maybe three weeks up there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I actually did mine around um, the Niagara Falls area. Actually, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and which it could was, be. I mean, those there's lots of farmland out there. It's oh, like it was quite, it was yeah. very interesting. I had no idea uh, the ruralness and the kind of economic depression of, yes. of that yeah. era uh, or area, and it was it was a really 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 cool experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I think it's real. Yeah. But I mean, again, that's the thing is, is I've, again, as I said, I've never done this specifically 100 miles, you know, in relation to this, but anytime I'm in a different country, anytime, even here, you know, just going for hikes and walks and, and finding it's the only way to do it images. Um, that was yeah. one of my favorite things about being in Italy was just being able to walk around yeah. again, you know, and it's and it comes from so like, I think that the, the biggest thing is it's not walking around with a pen and paper and, and taking notes no, or no, no, even no. even necessarily walking around with a camera and taking pictures of everything right. which you can do but i mean it's not that's not what it's that's about like even point. yeah it can be um literally you can be doing it with nothing you can be doing it i remember when i was in italy i i at one point was walking and i heard this it was the most interesting noise it was these kids playing on one side of me and then this this big party with this like band playing and it was on the coast it was this tiny little town in uh, and I just, I pulled out my phone. I didn't record video of it. I just recorded the audio of it just as a little kind of staple to, to for me to remember, you know, what this, this, just the setting yeah. was so rich in, in stories to me. And I just wanted to capture the sound, which really stuck out to me. I, um, I agree. And I actually, you know, it's, um, and by the way, uh, Italy is one of my most favorite countries. And the other benefit of walking in Italy is to try to burn off some of that fantastic pasta. But <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah. I, you know, I agree. And I've even gotten to the point, you know, you talk about it's not about, you know, taking notes and taking photos or video everywhere. I've actually gotten to the point where I don't I mean, I, I don't even no cameras. It's not about it's a totally different thing. It's like when I'm when I'm shooting, I'm shooting mm -hmm. when I'm when I'm living and I'm filling that reservoir of inspiration, I'm not shooting. And it, yeah, I, everybody's yeah. different. I'm not saying that this just somebody else should do this at all. I'm just saying my experience is that it's about me being present. 
-hmm. And when I'm behind a camera, it's not that I'm not present, but I'm present in a completely different endeavor. It's a completely different type of presence. When I'm living, I don't want a camera in front of my face. I don't want to be looking through a viewfinder as opposed to to being right there. Mm -hmm. And Um, that's again, I mean, I'm... I, I would say kind of in the middle. I don't, yeah. I, I, what, that's one of the reasons I, I think we talked about this before, but I, usually if I'm traveling, I'll bring a 35 millimeter stills camera. Right. Yeah. And that, what, the, what I find that does, is, yeah, actual film, which when I find that does is that it'll make me, you know, if I've got 36 exposures in a day or even for a whole trip sometimes, then I'm not going to just have the camera in front of my face at all times. I'm right. Being, I'm looking very at things specific and, and again it's yeah it's it's every single time I'm taking an image that is a portion of the images that I am able to take for the whole trip and a, a quite a large portion when it is again 36 exposures for a role yeah um, and I find that 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 kind of helps me strike a balance just because there are a lot of times where I'm you know I do want to be somewhere that I can photograph it um, and because that to me sometimes will bring out a really lovely inspiration yeah. later on when I can look back on it but for At the sure. same time, I don't want to be standing there with a DSLR snapping pictures constantly or even like a phone um, yeah. and just recording everything. I find that really – and it's – I mean you might feel the same way. Um, I find if I am there with the – like with a phone or even with a, a camera that can record video, um, what I found traveling a lot with, with things like that and why I kind of stopped and went to this idea of doing it on film was because you almost remember the videos. You don't remember – the experience of being there like well, it's I, when I think it's back what on you're some focusing of these trips, on exactly when I it's, think back on these trips it's like I think of the the shot that I got not yeah the, the, the experience, experience of standing experience on of a coast or something like that yeah and this is what you know and this not to get you know too far off the beaten path here with the you know with this lesson but I think this is so key I mean at least for me it's having those experiences and allowing them to really fully set in my memory, in my mind, in my heart, Mm -hmm. because it's not, there's no way I'm going to, especially with a phone or I'm not going to grab that sunset. I'm not going to grab that coastline. I'm not going to grab most importantly, this moment, this emotional moment. But, but if I allow that memory to really set in me and I, and that resonates inside of me, it's the feeling of that that I want to have the, to recreate in a moment in film later. It's not, I, I don't, there's nothing literal that I need to take from that. I don't need a video or a photo. I need the feeling. And then I have this reservoir of emotion, of tone, of texture, of color, of experience, of life. And you bring that to your next project. So mm-hmm. and for me, for me. No, um, I mean, that's, 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 exactly like i think it's yeah it's exactly i mean <laughs> i can't like, put it into better like, words you can't put it into better you, words you've it's... blown me away no but i i mean again i think i do want to specify one part you did say which about you know about the the sunset that you're not going yeah. to capture the sunset and it's not you know you're not going to bring that phone back and be like look at you know here family look at this beautiful right. picture of the sunset or even online yeah. um and I think I think that that is a really important thing is compartmentalizing it, yeah. um, in a, in a good way. Um, I think in what you, what you said is essentially that is is when I'm shooting, I'm shooting, and you know I can combine trips like that. There are times, sure. you know, for example, when I was in Italy, I had my camera with me. I had the the smaller Black Magic that I like used to distinct. have. But they're like distinct. They're um, distinct. It's like okay, but I, this but I mean, I, there were times yeah. I wouldn't bring it. Yeah, I would just you know yeah. I would go for a walk in a city, and then maybe I would see some cool things, and then I'd go, okay, this evening I'm going to come back here with my camera, 
and I'm going to get some shots of this because I really like it. Yeah. But I would always experience it first. Same with when I was in Iceland. I had my camera with me uh, because that whole trip I to Iceland was, I can't wait to go to Iceland. You know, oh. Beautiful place, by the way, if you ever... I can't, oh, yeah, we're going. Yeah, it's on the list. It's on the list. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I had my camera with me and that whole... The point of that trip was actually to get footage for uh, a movie that sure. is still in the works. But, you know, I, again, I would, I would go around and walk around and experience these places before even getting any footage because I well, wanted to be there. Yeah. And I mean, let me even add this. I mean, look, there, we've talked about kind of the literal, right? Traveling on foot, literally, where it's, mm -hmm. you know, okay, I'm walking. Um, but there's, you know, figuratively, we can look at this too. You know, even in our day-to-day -day lives, even the in the most, you know, mundane, trivial, seemingly boring aspects of our life, going to the grocery store, standing in line, you know, going to the bank, mowing your mm -hmm. lawn, talking to your neighbors, there, I mean, it's, there is a richness there that is, it is willing and ready for you to bring yourself to it, if you will, if you will take that invitation to do so and be present. And I think, you know, walking forces you to be present. Uh, you're, you're physically mm -hmm. involved in your environment. You're not moving at a speed that makes it impossible to interact with people. You're there, right? You're, the ground is beneath the feet. The, you're, the wind is running through your hair and you're, you're forced to interact with where you're at. Mm -hmm. um, and you're kind of stuck in a way too, right? Because if you walk, you know, 15 miles out, like you've got, you've, <laughs> you've yeah, got you're not come back. Well, you I know? actually, you're... I kind of want to shout out, um, a, a, great youtube channel that i just found uh, a few days ago called okay. bald and bankrupt and oh, it is super related I've to this it's it. basically okay. this guy he's from britain um but he uh speaks russian i guess he just learned russian and he literally just travels around like the baltic states these old cold war kind of towns and things like Ooh. that and just walks around them and just talks to people and it's one of the most interesting channels i've just you know i again i found it like two days yeah, ago i'll check that out and uh and just have been watching it nonstop. and he, he he'll, yeah like you know he goes to chechnya and just hires this cab driver to, to and you bring see him stories are everywhere you exactly see, and he like you know a, even yeah going into this old he goes into at one point um in uh kyrgyzstan he goes into this old hotel and it's you know he gets a room and then he realizes after kind of exploring the hotel, that his room is pretty much the only room that actually is a room. That every other room is this abandoned old, again, kind of Chernobyl looking like yeah. de derelict, uh -huh. you know. And it's really, really neat. It's, it's, uh, so that's, you know, again, I don't know the guy at all, so I'm not like shielding out for a friend. Um, but yeah. I just thought it was, it's really, you know, if you want to see probably a really good and, you know, captured example of how how a great way to travel is i think that yeah he's a, a, you know just talking to people on the street and things like that is really um, and i think yeah I, and it sounds like i mean if i'm if i'm understanding you correctly it sounds like that he he's taking the time to you know to talk to people and to hear their stories mm -hmm. and uh, he just so happens to be you know recording them and highlighting them in this in this podcast or this these videos that you're talking about sorry not podcast but um, I mean, it's if you take the time and I, I'm like constantly reminding myself of this because I, I, you know, like all of us, I get caught up in my day to day and I get just kind of goal driven. I've got to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it, I just I find that when you really slow down and you really kind of make yourself present and curious. And this is this is so key. Follow, you know, be curious about and that'll kind of 
it'll open up into more things. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you might have to kind of force yourself a little bit, you know, to kind of be curious. But I think once you kind of crack that door open, you'll find that you like that curiosity becomes more and more genuine and, and greater and greater. But everybody has such extraordinary stories. Um, yeah. That... I, I met a guy a few, probably three or four weeks. Maybe it was actually more than that. It was probably more than like two months ago. Um, but, uh, it was this, I was getting in a convenience store, I was just getting a bag of chips or something mm-hmm. and it came out and there was this one legged homeless man standing just outside the convenience store. And I, I don't know why I just struck up a conversation with him. Was he I, like, I don't, I don't mean to be rude. I'm so sorry, but just the visual part of my brain. So he was, had one leg, yeah. uh, was, and he was standing outside the store. Was he was he old. Like he was balancing? on, he was on crutches. Yeah. Okay. I was just like, cause um, for a second, I kind of saw like this balancing character and I thought, wow, that well, would I think be what, really what wild. What really struck it to me was that he looked like that classic interpretation of like, you know, like a Civil War veteran. Okay. Like, that's what almost, like, he was this old, kind of disheveled old man and had, what struck you know, the you one about leg. The, like, I don't know. It was just something, something he was wearing or, I, I like, can't almost remember like why. I, I think he just, he was just sort of sitting there and I sort okay. of asked him if he wanted a sandwich. Okay. And so I went back in and I bought him a sandwich after. But, um, and then I remember just talking to him and I just, at one point, just sort of said to him, like, I feel like you're, mm. like, full of stories. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you just seem like you've had, yeah. you know, quite, quite the, quite the life. Not, you know, not only just because of his physical state. No, but no, no. Just something. Just there's, an intuition There's an energy about you. people yes. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That really kind of exudes that. I completely um, agree. That idea. And I mean, it, but again, it can be people, but it can also be physical locations. Herzog talks about talking or, or walking objects. around. Um, yeah. Brittany in France. And yeah. those Neolithic uh, stone slabs erected in, in kind of that, that hill. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how that was just the most fascinating thing in the world to him, that there was somebody that said it was aliens and you oh, know, yeah, how did yeah. these, how did these people do this? And it's the same thing with, you know, of course, a more popular example of that is Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's things like that all over the world that yeah, you can but find. Even and, small objects. I mean, yeah, just, you know, yeah. you pick up anything in your house, pick up anything outside in your front yard mm-hmm. and there is this really rich story behind it and you may never be able to sort it uh trace it but you can imagine what it might be everything in in life all around you has an extraordinary story if you're open to it and if you're willing to be present to it it's getting i know kind of like a little maybe new agey or like philosophical but i mean i really truly you know believe that as i mean look if if you know our our kind of job if you will on this planet is to is to be a storyteller and we've chosen film to do that uh as a medium to do that i i mean i feel like as artists as human beings like that's your job mm-hmm. is to keep yourself open to all these stories around you and be a conduit and them. i think that even you know it's a, a part of that is about the challenge too yeah, we we are really lucky to live in an age where filming something doesn't cost anything. No, um, I mean, so like you know, go around if, to in the past, if you yeah. want perhaps a a lesson or a a um, challenge. You know, go as you said, go pick up something in your house and make a one minute movie about it. Yeah. you know, even if it's boring as hell, it doesn't really matter. It's the point is that you're. It's just it's it's again it's it's expanding your ability to it's, find yeah, it's stories exercise. and everything. It's, it's exactly. exercise. It's exercising exactly. for your brain. Yeah. And I think these, 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 there's something that's really, really closely related here. There's something that I, I think it's really vital that it's a word or a concept I've not used yet in this conversation, but I think it's so key, and that's empathy. 
Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. like that what we're basically talking about here as we're talking about being open to the stories of everything around you and that that's really the part of you that you're, you're that you're using to do that with is you're able to empathize with something that's the that's the part of your of your mind body soul spirit whatever you want to call it that that gives us the power to do that and that can definitely yeah. be exercised the more you work on doing that the easier and easier it becomes and the greater depth to which you can do it it absolutely can be exercised and you know if you go to a, if you go to a good acting class or school uh, that's exactly what you're practicing mm-hmm. that's exactly what you're exercising uh, and I think that it's obviously it's vital for an actor, but it is just as vital for a director or a writer or anyone else. Mm-hmm. But um, and yeah, and even the roles that people, you know, would consider a lot of people consider to be less story involved, which is, you know, often a misconception, but something like right. cinematographer, um, you know, being able to I think Herzog specifically looks for cinematographers who can who can improvise and find right stories just within absolute shots and, and that's exactly what he did with the um what's the movie that he where he's t- and he talks about it in this lesson uh, about where he finds his he calls him the protagonist this other character and it's oh. it's a oh oh yeah yeah uh it was a uh, white diamond mm-hmm. uh, yeah and that's white right diamond. he's talking about white diamond what's funny in that instance i don't think it was actually his cinematographer yeah i think he was this. doing it himself he, yeah. he was actually uh he kind of found this character but right mm-hmm. uh, and i you know and it's we talked about this just a tiny bit before but yeah it's a great example of you know being in the moment allowing things to happen you know accepting these gifts so to speak that come to you accidentally while you're shooting and having kind of the intuitive understanding that hey there is another really amazing story here. Let's go get this. Um, I, but I also, we talked about this a little bit. I think it's fantastic. So White Diamond is a, a quote unquote documentary. But of course, as anybody who is a fan or a scholar of Herzog's work knows that, you know, documentaries and his narratives, he really doesn't see a difference between the two. And he often will manufacture things in his documentaries because, of course, facts don't equal truth. Yeah, and so, yeah. uh, but but White Diamond, uh, he's he comes across this guy who's just kind of hanging out. Nobody knows who he is, or at least you know, it's uh, Herzog was had no idea who he was or what he was doing, and he just looked interesting to Herzog. So he walks, you know, he's like grabs a cinematographer, you know, t- tugs on him, hey, come over here, and starts talking to him. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and actually, he doesn't even really hardly talk to him. If you watch the footage that's in the film, he mostly just puts the camera on him, and this guy just does his thing. <laughs> that's what I mean. Is that it's 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 like it's exact it's the literal interpretation probably of what yeah. this movie is, is or what this lesson is is invaded by images and that's it's, it's like, like this, this guy this, that you found yeah. at the outside the store right yeah i mean if you yeah. would have had a camera on you you could have you know i think if you approach it in the right way you could have walked over to him oh and, i actually spoke to him and said you know i yeah. don't know when but one day i'm going to interview you i think yeah. i actually said that to him and he, and he said i'll i'll be able to talk for here. three hours <laughs> so um that yeah. was what was funny is that i you know i never arranged anything but i'm sure i'll see that dude again he it's quite a, nearby to me, so. Well, yeah, um, follow up on it, you know. Yeah. Um, follow up on it. I mean, yeah, and that's I, the difficulty with with things like COVID is that you, you know. Well, be, that's for sure. You've you got to be careful, be, but. Um, hopefully, uh, I, I I read that uh, the first uh, vaccinated or first person was vaccinated today. Yeah, um, in, in the, I so, saw it in the UK. Yeah. Um, so yeah. hopefully that'll get that'll. That'll get rolled out, exactly, and hopefully we'll be past COVID in the not too distant future. But you know, I think, um, 
And you never know. I mean, this is just, you know, one of the things that I just love so much about filmmaking is, you know, and, and Herzog talks about this, about gather your ideas and give them time. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and we've talked about we've touched about this in like a handful of other little ways as we've talked about uh, these lessons. But, you know, it's like, OK, so you've got this in the back of your pocket now, this this character that you've seen. Obviously, he like clearly he had an impact on you. You felt something. You were inspired by him in a certain way. You were kind of moved by this character. And, you know, maybe that that you're going to have that kind of peace and maybe that's going to connect with something else that you see in a week or two weeks or maybe even a year and you're like oh this is you know this is and and maybe it's not even that you're going to go back and interview him but maybe if you're working on a narrative film for example you'll have a character that you know uh sits outside of a grocery store and you know it, you know what i mean it, it there's just yeah. so many different yeah, ways that take... this can inspire and this this could be a part of the big stew that that cauldron of just ideas that are simmering, you know? And again, it can sometimes be such an, like it can be the fact that there's just a really evocative image that you, you, you love. Um, You know, I've, again, I've made entire movies because I've seen a power plant with a moon setting beyond below it. And that's such an interesting visual. How can I fit that within Right. narrative framework and, and utilize that or it's like the windmills know, uh, the ten thousand yeah. windmills for herzog yeah. or and i can't believe we've not talked about this yet chickens yes chickens. his favorite his <laughs> favorite if i'm not mistaken i think that less than 19 ends with the uh, the chickens but yeah mm-hmm. it, yeah but it's um sometimes these and that's why invaded by images is such a beautiful kind of poetic way to label this um that these that there's just something so and I don't limit it to just images because I think often for me at least it's ideas. Yes, um, yes, of course, yeah. and and maybe frankly more so than images, it's ideas, um, curiosities that I have about the human condition. And I usually, honestly, we haven't talked about this either yet. Really, I'm curious what you think. You know, for me, a lot of times, and not just with documentaries, but with narrative films as well. But especially, but of course, documentaries questions that i have are i i find more and more if i pay attention what where do i have questions and Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's it's not even that i'm like well let me go find the answer and then i'll make a film about that it's like i want to make a film that just asks these questions that i'm interested in um and and it's not that there is some actual answer out there necessarily although there might be, but it's really, and maybe this is just a reframing of, you know, going towards my curiosities, but I mean, uh, it's almost boring for me. It's like, well, you know, if I feel like I really understand a, a subject, I don't care to make a film in that maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but areas where I'm like, my gosh, I don't, you know, I'm just like blown away and mesmerized and, and just totally confused by this like aspect of the hu- human condition or life that's where i want to go that's well, the I've direction also, yeah i mean i've always looked at filmmaking as an opportunity to ex- like to learn if anything absolutely you know if it, i've yes. i have for my entire life have desired to you know get my pilot's license and and learn to fly yeah. and all that and it's still yeah. it's still something that I'm, I'm planning on doing hopefully soon yeah um but a lot of that is also, uh, you know, comes from a desire of just like the the things that I would see up there and the, the story that I could probably tell. Um, just the inspiration of just seeing the world from that perspective, I think, is so, yeah. so neat. And um, and I can, you know, again, it's like one of those things where it's, you know, perhaps if, I, if that never happens and I'm never able to, to do that for some reason, um, then maybe 
if I ever had the money to do it, I'd make a movie about flying just so yeah. I could get, you know, get up in a plane and, and fly. Sure. And it's, it's, you know, I find that often it is, it's exactly that. It's, it's, I, it's not excuses, but it is opera. It's, it grants you opportunities to, to learn new things, to explore new areas. That was the entirety of what we did when I was in LA was, yeah. was exploring entire, you know, right. Philosophies of life that neither yes. of us knew anything about. And, right. um, and I think yeah. that was, I mean, the funny thing too, but not to, you know, dwell on that too much. But I think the funny thing about what we did there was the people we were interviewing were almost concerned that we were going at it at a cynical place because I think so many people do. They all Whereas of them actually. What, what I, I think f- brought I feel us like and, almost everybody yeah. we interviewed was actually like very much concerned. Like, yeah. are you? What is this? An expose? Are you trying to debunk my thoughts? Are you? Yeah. And well, yeah. what we kind of how we I think won them over, which is kind of saying we literally know nothing about it, and yeah. we are here because we're we're interested Curious. in learning about other ways of thinking yeah um and i think that was a huge part of again where those conversations stemmed from too which was not just and this you know this is covered certainly in the next episode which is all about making conversation with documentary but yeah you know it's related here whereas is just the whole point of it was just a curiosity on our part um and i think that that is a huge part of of invaded by images yeah um, is just is just let that you know again the burglars come in the night. Be curious about that. Be curious about why that idea right. stuck out to you, or why an image. Don't or, sleep through know, it. If you're Don't sitting on the bus, why it. did that? Why did that old lady stumbling off the bus yeah. stick with you? Yeah. Um, you know, use those elements, and and as Herzog, said, you know, what what is the story Herzog tells about Fitzgeraldo? How he says that he was had no interest in making the yeah. movie based off of the script. Had had zero interest in the script except for the moment. Except when for that moment, the, right? You know, disassembling a ship to carry it over a mountain. Of course, right. that's changed to not disassembling a ship. But um, but <laughs> right. uh, but that again, it, it's like the amount of time. Then I think that that goes for a lot of things too, where people often reading a script throw it out if it's not good. Mm. whereas you should really mine those things for ideas and i don't mean of course steal ideas from you know people who have written scripts and run off with them but um but i mean you know if someone presents you a script work with that work with the things that you do like i think you know even oh, if it's just yeah. one one I little diamond saying. in the rough if if you're direct if you're uh, gonna direct a project where you've not written it you've been given a script mm-hmm. to direct mm-hmm. well i you have to i mean yeah there's no question um uh, if you, I mean, at least for me, uh, at, look, obviously there's kind of lo- the logistics of life and, you know, we speak in kind of an idealized way a lot of time. I get that. So if you're listening out there, it's not that we don't understand that. I Sometimes there's yes. just the practicalities <laughs> yeah. of putting food on your plate or working your way to another place in your career that you want to be. Of course, we understand that. But I mean, at least, you know, for me, wherever and whenever you know possible i mean it's it's i mean it's hard for me to say that it's not absolutely vital frankly i I think it just is for me Mm -hmm. i've got to be passionate about that script and uh sometimes you've got to to really work at it but i I found ever in every instance i could i found the things about it that were interesting to me or where there could be right and maybe they were just these tiny little beginnings of that in the script Mm mm-hmm but I take those, run with it, and make that, yeah, the, yeah. you know, the majority of the script, and kind of, you know, turn it inside out from that point and rework it. Um, and so, I, I mean, I think again, if you're curious, if you if you've got a curiosity about you, then you can do that with any you subject can, matter. You can tell any story. <laughs> you can tell any <laughs> really, story. Really, that's and, it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That's all stories are. Is it's a 
as a curiosity into you know this would actually be a fun this would actually be kind of a fun like a fun project i don't know uh to 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 create a series of short films to have this kind of be like an exercise you know almost like the dogma 95 kind of set of Mm -hmm. rules that you know but to to make short films about single inanimate objects yeah yeah that were that were like the definition of simplicity but see how you can take what is seemingly the most simple of items that couldn't possibly be interesting uh, and find a story in that. Reveal the story that could exist behind this object. That would be a fun experiment. Maybe we maybe we could do that sometime. You know, we'll have like a little uh, a contest, and we'll take submissions, but <laughs> or try it ourselves. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. no, that'd be a lot of fun. That's it's a little challenge for our listeners. Absolutely, and for ourselves, I'd like seriously. Yes. You know, it's. I think you know the past three or four episodes that we've done. I think I've said the exact same thing. I'll say it again now, but. You know these conversations inspire me, um, and and are and remind me. I'm like I'm kind of you know I'm really uh, kind of psyched right now. To... Well, I think I want to also. I mean, we've never really specified this, but there's you know just for anybody who's curious who who listens, like there there was no money going into this. This was oh, no. me and Clark sitting down and, oh, and deciding yeah. to record our conversations. I'm sure they know so that. We, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. But, there's uh, like, obviously there's no sponsors. There's yeah, no, I mean, yeah. this is, but this I mean, is, that's, that's what I mean is so like that there's so many podcasts out there that are, that are commercial that are, that yeah. are, uh, you know, and they can be very good, but they are of course, at, at yeah. the end of the day, they are someone's job. Whereas I think what, what I've found really, um, you know, fulfilling about this is just the fact that we are able to have these conversations without any, you know, it pretense, just, background, any any sort of ulterior motive yeah, to no. to you know drive these conversations in any specific direction. Where it's just more about it's literally us doing these exercises as as we yeah. talk, which I yeah, think is exactly, really exactly exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, well then, on, hey, I, I you can't beat that for a great note to yeah. wrap up on. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so like you mentioned, uh, well, lesson twenty. Uh, will be our next episode mm-hmm. and that's uh, about documentary filmmaking uh, making the conversation so mm-hmm. that'll be exciting I look forward to that and uh, as far as this conversation's gone I've really enjoyed it as always man I, I leave these these conversations energized yes uh, yeah. it, it, like it reminds me of some things I might have forgotten it kind of inspires me and I'm, I'm excited to get on with the rest of my week here and uh, and and be more attuned to all of the potential story ideas that exist around me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, awesome. Stuff. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Until next time. See you guys.